The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, this week we're talking about surviving cancer. I have a question today, Wayne, for right. our audience. Good. How willing are we to step outside of our spiritual comfort zone or our pre-inscribed thought of a particular journey when we are facing difficult times in our lives? Well, I want us to think question. about that. Good question. Yeah, very good question. And we're going to get the answer to that by listening to our conversation with our guest here today. That's coming up in just a moment. Hey, open with some scripture, too, if you would. Well, our scripture is going to help us with our question because we're going to need some of the elements out of this scripture during those periods of time. Found in Isaiah, the 49th chapter, starting at verse number 13. And it says, shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, you earth. Burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Mm, Love it. Give us the reference again. Isaiah. Isaiah, the 49th chapter, verse 13. And those principles are going to be applicable for the question of the day. All right. We'll get to that in just a moment. As you stay tuned to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, we always like to put resources into our listeners' hands. We have one this week that I think can really help a lot of people. Yeah, we do. It's called Reducing Your Risk for Cancer. Please bear in mind that these are merely moderate suggestions and should not be considered as medical advice. Be sure to consult with your physician about your medical health or condition. Included in this resource is the advice to guard your immune system and monitor and manage your stress level and more. So if you'd like to download this right now, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when we come back, you'll meet today's guest on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. So glad to have you with us for this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Remember, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Percy, there's a very important thing we need to talk about before we hear today's guest. Absolutely. How many of us 
Uh, when we are engaged in a process in a situation, have a pre-inscribed thought of how that situation should go. Well, often when we're dealing with God, and that's what we're talking about, being people of faith, walking by faith. Are we willing to step outside of our spiritual comfort zone or pre-inscribed thought? Are we really willing to step outside of that and just simply trust God? Right. We can't put God in a box, can we? We cannot and nor should we. And we're going to learn about that with our guest today. And here now with that guest is Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Joy Parrott, who is a breast cancer patient and thriver who treated at the Western Regional Medical Center at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Goodyear, Arizona. It's so good to have you on the show today. How are you, Joy? I'm doing great, and it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Well, good. You look fantastic, and you look happy and healthy. And, of course, in the introduction, we stated that you um, are a breast cancer patient, but you're no longer actively treating for cancer. You're just doing evaluations now to make sure that things are good. But I want to read a couple of uh, some general information for folks who may be listening who may not know anything about breast cancer to kind of help frame our conversation. According to the American Cancer Society, they say that breast cancer is the most common cancer among American women except for skin cancers and that about one in eight women – Approximately 12% in the United States will develop invasive breast cancer during their lifetime. Uh, Also, according to the American Cancer Society, they estimate that about 246,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed. So we want to talk about breast cancer. and Let's talk a little bit about where you were, either mentally and emotionally or physically for that matter, uh, when you were first diagnosed with having breast cancer. You know, I was doing life as normal. Um, I was a minister and a full-time ministry. Okay. I had reoccurring dreams of breast cancer. I wasn't sure what these dreams would mean. And so finally, I ended up having a problem where the nipple of my breast turned inward. Obviously, something was wrong. So I went to the doctor, and um, they did a mammogram and an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And... There indeed there was a problem that they saw some shadowing that they would like to do a biopsy. But I prayed, hoping that it wouldn't be a cancer diagnosis. Of course, sure. And then when the diagnosis did come, you know, I wasn't completely taken back by it. But just like, you know, when you when you are aware that something's gonna happen and it happens, it doesn't take any all of the sting away. Sure. You still have that sting of that diagnosis. But because I am a woman of faith and prayer, I immediately went to God in my prayer closet, and I just said, okay, um, how do you want me to handle this? Okay. I know that you're a God of miracles. I believe you could heal me, but I want to position myself however it is that you say I need to, to do it. And so at that moment, I felt in my spirit that I heard the Lord say, Joy, if I asked you to dip seven times into the Jordan River to receive your healing, would you do it? Hmm. And at that moment, and you know, it took me back to the passage of Scripture where Naaman was healed. I knew that I would go through this journey. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be convenient. Mm. That I knew in my spirit I was going to have to walk through this journey and probably have to go through some treatments. And so having God's ever-present word with me at the beginning of this journey held me through all of the, you know, the diagnosis, the treatment, um, all of the care that, that I had to go through. So let's, let's talk about that before we get into the actual 
logistics of the actual treatment process, I want to go back for a second. Again, we're, we're obviously talking to a faith-based audience, and there, and there are individuals who may be right now wrestling with the same dynamic of, I've been detected, I'm trusting in the Lord, I believe in miracles and divine health and healing, uh, but but potentially may need to walk through a process of a clinical plan that incorporates medicine and science. And I bring this up purposefully again, after 20 plus years, this is still somewhat of a, of a dynamic that people struggle with finding a a happy medium and a balance with you, you, you were able somehow to come to terms with the God of miracles, the divine healer and creator of everything. And yet I'd need to submit myself to a medical process of treatment and care. How did you finally get to that point where you didn't feel like it was in conflict with your faith? Well, if you read the scriptures, you do see in there that there are times when God had them do something in order to receive their healing. That is correct. And one with is with uh, Naaman. He had to go and he had to do mm-hmm. what he was told to do. And then Jesus also sent out people and he said, "Go wash." And um, or as, as the the lepers went, as they went, right. they healed. So there was sometimes it was a proactive right. thing. And I do believe that God is. All good gifts come from God. Okay. And one of the gifts that he's given us is medical science and the ability to heal through that. But there is times where, you know, the healing does is a journey. Okay. I've seen many wonderful, well-intended believers who have really struggled through this and in many cases opted not to do medical treatment. That being said, so you start treatment. You start uh, utilizing the corresponding action that uh, was coupled with your faith and belief with God. How did you process through your treatment of care? Well, I'll tell you, you know, hanging on to a word that I would have healing and knowing I was going to go through something, but unaware totally of what kind of thing I was going to go through. Absolutely, It, uh, it was devastating to go through the chemo and be sick, not well, uh, certain things, you know, losing your hair. I was prepared in my heart for that, so it okay. didn't become a real problem. Although I didn't know I'd lose my eyelashes and my eyebrows, and I cried when that happened. Yeah, you weren't prepared for that. <laughs> no, okay. I wasn't prepared. And so I wasn't, you know, you hear typically stories of, of, you know, what people go through. Some people journey through it pretty well, and others have sure. more difficulty. I feel like I went through some great difficulty. Mm. Cancer in itself was bitter. The sweet thing I had to hold on to was it didn't matter whether I survived because I knew I had a word from God. If I, if it physically my body died, I knew I'd be in the presence with God. Mm. But I had this, you know, belief that what he meant was I would physically come into Got my it. healing also. But you cheated and read the end of the book and you knew where you were going regardless. Exactly. Okay, so you're so you're processing through your treatment and your care, and, and I'm, I'm painting a picture here. Obviously, I'm creating this canvas and this landscape. Uh, you had some some low moments. You know, you had you experienced some things. Just for uh, to be uh, accurate, did you uh, have any surgical processes at all? Was it just radiation? No. Yes, I did. I okay. had a mastectomy, okay. and then I uh, later had reconstruction. Okay. And so you you went through the full spectrum of again radiation. I would imagine yes, some chemotherapy, chemotherapy, and surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lost your hair, you lose your mm-hmm. eyelashes and your eyebrows, and so you're there. You're in that place, but you're holding on to the word of the Lord. That again, however this turns out, we win at the end. 
And so here we are now, fast forward, I don't know how many years or months later, and I look at you today and, and, and I see a victor. You talked about your pastoral ministry. How did that affect your pastoral ministry? Because again, I talk to a lot of ministers and pastors who, quite frankly, will say that they don't really need to have this conversation until they're the person sitting on the other side of the table. Let's talk about being the person on the other side of the table. Physician, heal thyself now. Yes. It, it, uh, <laughs> you know, that I think I probably struggled with that aspect of the mo- of it the most. And I think that there is a lot of misconception out there in the body of Christ that one maybe is in sin and that's why they get sick. Yeah, let's or, talk about it. Put yeah, it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and so, but... You know, I would go to God just to make sure because well-meaning intended believers would say things like that to me. Oh, you must need to confess some sin. Absolutely. Or they might say, you know, well, if you had enough faith, then you would be healed. I mean, these are, um, you know, well-intended believers. And so, of course, I went directly to God. You know, is there sin in my life? And, and it, you're a spiritual leader, so let's not let's not, not yes. just glaze over there. You're you're considered on top of the food chain from a spiritual perspective. How in the world do you have cancer? How right. did this happen to exactly. you? Exactly. I mean, and and you know, I plus my age, I was like, how did I get this? Yeah. But when I you know went to the Lord, I really wanted to seek out because if there was some hidden sin in my life or apparent sin that I haven't confessed, obviously I would want to do that. But the Lord gave gave me a scripture then and said, you know, the, it rains on the just and the unjust. And so I, I felt that it wasn't a matter of the sinful. So it wasn't response. just the fact that you was coveting that Gucci uh, designer handbag that you saw, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes. And again, I'm being facetious, yes, obviously, but what happens here, and I want to make sure that we don't just glaze over this because again, I've, I've, I've spoken with many these are the types of things that happen that may be suggested subtly or more directly of what is it that you did not do or did do in your life? This, the, the story of Job. Exactly. Job, you yeah. must have sinned, man. Right. There's no way that this could happen to you unless you did something. Yes. And I had Job friends. <laughs> but We love them, don't we? Yes, we do. But I, bottom line is that God didn't give me this. That came from an enemy. Okay. And God did not give me cancer, but he was certainly there to bring me through this. But he allowed journey. you to have cancer. He did allow okay, me to have absolutely. it. And, you know, I, I said, you know, cancer is bittersweet. It's bitter to get the diagnosis. It's bitter to have to go through the treatment plan. It's bitter to lose your hair. It's bitter to have people, you know, misconceive what, you know, your spiritual life might really be like. It's Those are bitter things. But the sweetness of the presence of God as he walks through that journey and comforts you in every aspect of it and helps you through it and gives you the strength to put a smile on your face and bring joy to others in the midst so that they can see that this isn't going to take me. And even if it took me down, I still right. am a victor. Absolutely. And they can see that I walk through that journey and be a testimony unto Jesus regardless of what happens at the end. Um, and so, that you are not necessarily out of the will of God in any right? of this exactly. at the end of the Because, again, true. this is helping to counterbalance in some cases a lot of erroneous theological, you know, dogma that when people are con- uh, uh, faced with having cancer or any type of life challenge, that again, part of the journey of being a human in the earth, as uh, Harold Kushner, who wrote, in my opinion, one of the greatest books that was ever written, bad things happen to good people. This is correct. This is part of the walk of a believer, part of the walk of a spiritual leader at the end of the day. And yet the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's right. 
And so with the last few closing minutes that we have, what's the big one big aha moment or thing that you want to share with someone who's listening to you today who may be a pastor, a spiritual leader, a first lady, or just a someone who just loves God and they're confronted with the idea of having cancer and they're having to work through, did I sin or am I out the will of God? What would you say? I would say you didn't do anything deserving of cancer and that the Lord weeps over this as well. In all of your tears, in all of the struggle of it, he weeps with you. But he is there, and he is longing to be ever-present in your time of need, and he will walk you through every moment. And it's the, the sweetness of coming into even a deeper revelation of his love and his presence is, you know, it's, people might think this is terrible to say, but it was worth every minute of going through cancer. I don't want to do it again, though, but it was worth it. As Pastor Joy Parrott, who's walked the walk, talked the talk, we thank you for sticking around to encourage the body today. We love you to life and not to death. Go forth and be strong. Thank you. And we learned a lot from Joy here today. We'll talk more about it in a moment with Percy McRae. In the meantime, please download this free resource available this week called Reducing Your Risk for Cancer. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. As you listen, please remember no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae. And I made note of her use of the word bittersweet. I thought that was very expressive. It was very expressive and how she, she broke the word bitter and sweet apart to give us some, some continuity of thought with regard to the fact that the cancer experience was bitter but what was sweet was what came from the experience. And again, no one, Wayne, would volunteer to be a cancer patient. I think it's safe to say that. But on the other side of that very difficult and arduous uh, time that she had to work through was a sweetness, as she described it, mm -hmm. of her experience and her fellowship with God. Now, uh, before the interview, you ask a question. And I want to return to that because uh, I was thinking of that the whole time listening to, to Joy here today. And again, how many of us are really willing, I mean, really willing to step outside of our spiritual comfort zone 
or our pre-inscribed thought of a practical journey that we may have to endeavor. We have these thoughts. We have these impressions. We've heard other people's testimonies that we try to make our testimony of how uh, God is going to walk us through a process or a season or a time in our lives. And then when we are faced with a circumstance, we have to walk a very different road and a very different path. Yeah, we think we have all the answers and uh, it's in the Lord's hands. And so we put God in a box, basically. And, you know, again, we can't put God in a box or as the old play from the 70s, our arms are too short to box with God. <laughs> we, we, we're going to lose that battle. And so we need to understand that, again, as Jesus said in the garden, not my will be done, Lord, but thine, but, but thine will yeah. be done. It'll help us to be able to embrace the path and the journey because, again, there are things that we will have to step through and seasons that we will have to work through that may not fit our pre-inscribed idea or thought or even theological perspective of what we think God is going to do with us in that time. And isn't it interesting that we learn these things from people who are going through such deep waters? Well, again, it's part of the point of the exercise. The scripture tells us that, you know, one of the reasons for the Holy Scriptures is to help us learn from the saints who went before us. All lessons do not necessarily have to be learned the hard way. Some things we can we can glean from and understand principles and precepts by seeing others who have had to walk through difficult paths and journeys that will prepare us and hopefully equip us for the day when it's our turn to actually sit behind the wheel of that car. Now, you didn't just randomly choose that verse from Isaiah to open today's program with, did you? You, you had a thought behind that. Well, again, the thought here is in the midst of our journey, in the midst of our path that is not our comfort zone, we're going to have to learn how to shout for joy. Mm -hmm. See, joy is not always having a good day. Being able to shout for joy is coming from an inward place. So it says, Isaiah 49, verse 13, shout for joy, you heavens, rejoice, you earth, burst into song, you mountains, for the Lord comforts his people. What allows us to shout and sing is that we are reminded that God is a comforter. One of the uh, descriptors of God is that he is the great comforter, that he will comfort his people and he will have compassion on those who are afflicted. We're going to need to remember that when we are walking through a path that takes us out of our comfort zone and does not allow us to walk through the pre-inscribed idea of what we think. Joy said it best that this situation was and did bring her into a greater revelation of the sweetness of God's word, despite it being a difficult journey. When you meet people and talk with people like Joy, are you surprised by uh, by their experience and how they express it? You know, what I'm surprised at, again, is the consistency of those who ultimately abandon their will, abandon their, their own uh, desires and thoughts, and allow the process to uniquely do what it's set up to do, if you will. I'm always surprised at the great stories and the great epiphany and the great revelation that comes from that, because ultimately when we get out of the way, God can get in the way and then God can show us a better way. And ultimately we're blessed because of that. And we can be such a bigger blessing to others. Well, thanks for also bringing a resource to us today that can be of real help to a lot of people. It's called reducing your risk for cancer. And you can download it right now. I'll give the website in a moment, but cancer can strike anyone at any time, of course. Well, what we know and what we have learned by some resources and some research that strongly suggest there are things potentially that one can do that may be able to offset 
of that dynamic. And I want to be very clear. This this is not medical advice or medical information. Every individual should and must sit down and talk with their health care provider and find out and get some specific insights that are relevant to their unique situation and circumstance. But what this document does help us to do is to talk about some general things like getting active. Again, being active is an important health care lifestyle change that we can begin to incorporate and embrace at the end of the day. Walking, you know, sports, exercises, anything that kind of gets the body active and moving. Eat clean fruits and grains and vegetables and proteins. You know, we need to get a night, a good night's rest at the end of the day. We need to learn how to laugh. The Bible tells us that laughter does the heart good like a medicine at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. So we just need to learn how to do some additional things like monitor and manage our stress levels. You can download this resource free of charge at our website. It's called Reducing Your Risk for Cancer. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, always a pleasure. We'll see you next week. All right. We'll be here again. God bless. Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.